0: Candace, I'm really curious about the history of some of these diseases. Doesn't it just drive you crazy when you think about some of these things and go, "What happened there?" Yeah, exactly. Like asthma. Asthma. Instance. That's a weird one. I right? know. Do we know well, anybody what? that could help us with that? Answer that question. I do know someone. In fact, well, Howie Brownstein. Wow.
1: Holy moly! Uh-huh. There you are. I hope you don't mind. I just dropped in here no. to Real Herbalism Radio. Thank you for showing up Thank you for showing up, yeah, you know, I was just happened to be walking by, yeah, um, so you were asking about asthma, yeah, do you know anything about the history of asthma? Well, I just know that back when I was younger, you know in the in the eighteen hundreds <laughs> <laughs> <We both> friend. <laughs> those are some it's good so days. funny I mean, people regularly look at me and say, "Hey, it seemed like you should be living in the sixties, and it's like, yeah, eighteen sixties, uh-huh, Yeah, so sure. the thing is is that in the old days. Back in the uh, days of uh, back in the days, eighteen hundreds, mid eighteen hundreds, and so things were different. Diseases are different, and and a lot of the questions that people have is, well, I take these old herb books out from you know the eclectic's, (laughs) the the herbal doctors of the eighteen hundreds, and sometimes it doesn't work on today's problems right but it worked for them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they were they were real doctors they just used oh, yeah. herbs they yeah. you know they they went to med school and everything and yet still they had you know peer-reviewed journals how yeah. come it works for them and it doesn't work for us
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's a lot of things are different between then and now one is like most people were highly nourished and had oral, organic food and clean water and worked yeah. phys, physical work so it's a very different thing whereas today most people are um, malnourished even if they're eating because right. of the quality of our food we have and so when i think about like the history of asthma back in the day back in the day asthma was a spasm of the bronchial tubes and so that okay. they would spasm and so you try to relax those spasms and a lot of eclectic herbs or herbs coming from the past if you look in the history of western herbalism and you'll see Uh, muscle relaxants used for asthma and that's just what you think about a lot of these herbs that you've probably heard about are muscle relaxants which is which is interesting of course it would work but today it's way different today asthma the bronchial tubes are inflamed so they swell up Mm -hmm. inflammation is redness swelling heat and pain so they swell up and then the tube is narrowed because of inflammation. That is a radical difference. A radical difference. And so you might take an herb that tries to open up your bronchial tube some, and it may work a little, but you notice that the, the uh, even the drugs that are being used for asthma now are not so much bronchial dilators, but actually anti-inflammatories. People are getting being given inhalable anti-inflammatories to stop the inflammation. Mm-hmm. a 100 it's years ago... Steroids yeah steroids mm-hmm. right yeah. a hundred years ago, if you took a steroid for that it wouldn't it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked because yeah. it was a spasm hmm. so I think that's quite interesting and 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 then both an herbal approach and a medical approach is different because the disease has actually changed what the illness what what why it is why what it is it's still called asthma
0: do you think that the is that asthma was different in the country than in the city. I mean, with the industrial revolution, there were people that were living in these cities that they were not eating good food and they were not breathing pure air. Mm -hmm. And I also thinking about, you know, coal miner, the water, water good Lord.
1: Yeah. So you're talking about back during the industrial revolution.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I I was in Europe during that time, so I wasn't around, but I, I have heard (laughs) from other friends of mine that, (laughs) that, um, that, um, that uh yeah that's a very strong possibility i know that uh during the big um flu epidemic back then uh, during but the, the one at the turn of the century after World War One. Is that um, the one you're thinking of? No, even before in the 1800s. Oh, okay. During that time, there was a during the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. right? There was a flu a epidemic that went across the country you just and it, it, it was pretty heavy. But it really hit the people in the cities way harder than the people mm-hmm. in the obviously for the same reasons we're talking about here. So I wouldn't be surprised if asthma from people living in uh, the cities and during the industrial revolution and being um, exposed to all these toxins and perhaps poor food and things like that. That may, it may be that the eclectics found that their herbs didn't work for those people as well. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or they needed wow. to add
0: on. Right. Like I know with a, in working in a clinic myself, and I'm sure you have mm-hmm. the same thing Well, you'll have protocols and they're, they're the bones. Mm-hmm. And you tailor it for right. the conditions that the mm-hmm. patient also has additionally and throwing that bioregionalism right. into it as well as what what's the history of the person yeah. and how is is this disease sometimes that the person comes into mm-hmm. or the condition that they come in for sometimes, although that's a rigged big issue for them sometimes it's not really the primary concern oh yeah so talking about the inflammation or talking about the spasms might just be the very beginning of it maybe their immune system also needs to be added to that it's that whole picture thing
1: well that's it's it's one of the points you learn as you're working with like chronic illness in a clinic is people come in with a complaint and you quickly after, well, not quickly, but after taking a full intake and thinking about it and looking at the big picture, you realize that the complaint they came in with isn't really the issue. It's these underlying conditions. But if you give them a bunch of foul-tasting teas to take for three months, you'll never see them again. Whereas if you work with the complaint that they came in with Mm -hmm. and you you give them first-year herbalism um, Band-Aid-type uh, remedies that will take away the stomach ache for a little mm-hmm. while, or right. will, if it will work with their pain or their issue that they came in with, and then they feel better, then they think you know what you're doing. Right. And they well, trust you, and they come back, and then you can work on the underlying condition. You yeah. have to win those people over.
0: You're empowering yeah. the patient also to take a look at their body differently, that yes. their body can be fixed.
1: Absolutely. That's it, yeah. builds up the trust necessary. Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh. Well, thank you very much, Howie, for being here, shedding a little bit of light on that.
1: Well, you're welcome. That's, that's very good. I'll, I'll be on my way then. I have a long way to go okay. tonight. So for sure you do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration (FDA) and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast achieve the same results.